Welcome, everybody, to the Suit Up Podcast with Stephen Adkins. I'm really excited to be here today. Uh, this is going to be a great episode. I have the esteemed pleasure. I love it. I love it. <laughs> I get to welcome my beautiful, talented wife, Lisa Adkins, as my host today. How you doing, baby? I'm great. Thanks for having me on this episode. Absolutely. I'm excited. I'm excited. I am too. You look fantastic, by the way. Thanks. And so do you. Thank you. Thank you. You you suited up. Yeah, I had to. Why is that? Because we're on the Suit Up podcast. There you go. I love it. Suit I Up Squad. It. That's right. That's right. <laughs> so, babe, I just wanted to, um, I wanted to have you on today just to talk a lot about, you know, our relationship. Uh, I want to talk a little bit about, like, uh, what you do. Because uh, you're you're multi-talented, you do a lot of things that a lot of people I don't do. necessarily know about, and you know we'll we'll dig in a little deeper on some of those things, but also just want to have a good time. I'm gonna flirt with you a little bit. I'm and down with that. I, I get that privilege, right? Yes. I don't, I'm not gonna flirt with all my guests. <laughs> There's only one that I'm gonna flirt with. As it should. As it should. Right. 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 So why don't you tell my audience a little bit about about you, um, some of the things that you do, and let's just kind of take it from there. Well, I have a big passion to help women care for their mind and body in all areas, especially those that, and I think we've all been at a place where we've hit some sort of, where we feel like we've burnt out. For sure. And that's my passion is helping women really recover from and prevent getting to that burnout where you're just operating perpetually in that state. I also have a passion for music. Come on as now. do you. Come on now. That's I how mean, we that's met. how we met. Right, right. We'll, we'll talk about that in a minute. We'll talk about that. Go ahead. Yeah. So I also lead the music uh, ministry at my church, and it's uh, a great team of musicians and vocalists. And last night, we just had our music practice, getting ready for the Sunday's song set. Right. And uh, yeah. And then also your your health and wellness space. Yes, that kind of ties in with that mind and body. Yeah, yeah. Big on taking care of what you're putting in your body. Because really, and I think you'll agree with me on this, the mind and the body are completely connected. For sure. Like directly. For sure. Whatever you put in your body physically does affect your mind. Yeah. And whatever you put in your mind affects your physical body. For sure. Yeah, I think um, especially on that part of your life um, has helped our family tremendously. Uh, not only our personal health, but in our children's health as well. Um, you know, we are getting older. Yeah. You know, we're not old, but we're getting older. And as we age, I've noticed that um, we've been able to maintain high levels of energy. Mm. We've been able to still look good for our age. And, yes. you know, I've seen some people that are our age and I'm like, wow, they look, you know, 80 years old. Um, so t let's talk a little bit about what do you feel like are some of the key like elements to maintaining optimal, you know, let's say health and wellness, like just some high level things that you feel like when you're talking with someone, you know, without question, these are your, you know, beginning, you know, let's start with this, this, and this. Yeah. What, what do you think? Yeah. A lot of people rely so much on processed foods because we live in a fast paced society where it's almost necessary to have something to grab and go. Yes, for sure. And if you can find replacement, grab and go, that's nutrient dense to put in your body, that's gonna have a big change in your energy levels and the way that you feel. 
we experienced it as a family. Yeah. Uh, when we started swapping out some of what we were eating with nutrient dense, quick grab and go, like protein chips instead of regular chips. Now we still indulge from time to time. Oh, of course. I still have we my still pizza. live life. <laughs> I still have my ice cream, you know. But we have powerful tools, yeah. food tools yeah. that we get to use on a regular basis to optimize our health. For sure. You've helped me tremendously because of the lifestyle of in the modeling industry. And Come on, talk about it. Right, I know. I know. <laughs> and the traveling, a lot that we did with the Silver Fox Squad. Yeah. There's a lot of times where you just don't have a lot of in-between time. And it has helped me tremendously to maintain high energy levels, to maintain good nutritional balance, that I feel like I can maintain that level of if I was doing that lifestyle in my 20s without this I, I would have burned out right so for right. me now you know I've got that energy the stamina to keep going and to have that grab and go so I'm I'm super thankful you know that we found that and that yeah. you're a part of that that lifestyle now it's yeah. helped us tremendously that was a little over six years ago yeah can you believe it it's hard to believe yeah six years ago but I tell you what we look better now we do we look on, totally girl. different what <laughs> What? So, so we've been married. We've been married almost twenty-one years. Yes. And let me tell you something. You look better today than you did twenty-some years thank ago. Thank you. Heck yeah, girl. Thank you. <laughs> and on, so man. do you. Well, thank you, baby. And we're thank aging you. like fine wine. I, I'm with you on that. Mm -hmm. I'm with you on that. And it really does come down to how you take care of your body. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you're yeah. just not just your physical body and what you're putting in as far as food goes, but also what you're putting in your mind, mm. what you're feeding your mind. Come because on, talk that, about that does bit. have a massive impact on how you carry yourself through life and what you're able to accomplish in life. So what do you elaborate a little bit on what you feel, um, how important it is on what you're listening to, what you're reading, mm. what you're, you know, what you're even watching on television. Right. Yes. So have you noticed a shift? As the longer we've been together and the, and the more time we've spent, have you noticed a shift in our patterns and habits of things that we watch, see, and do? Absolutely. Yeah. I remember a long time ago when we first got married, we both had nine to five jobs. Yeah. We had entrepreneur hearts. Right. But we had nine to five jobs. And we had big dreams and big visions. But in that space between where we were and before we made the jump, mm -hmm. I remember coming home and we just turn on the TV right. and chill and eat and zone out, zone out right from the day. Right. And that was a perpetual state. Now, because we made that jump and we started to dabble in entrepreneurship, yeah. which is life changing in itself. But we started reading some really great books by what I call our, uh, virtual mentors, yeah. John Maxwell, right, right, one of of course. Them, right? Yeah, the ones out there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And just helped us develop better mental patterns and better mental thought processes. For sure. For sure. I, I love that. And we definitely have seen a big difference. Um, it's almost like we've gone through several stages. You know, one way we were nine to five, yeah. kind of zoned out, going through the grind. Now we're entrepreneurs, uh, and, and I want to talk a little bit more about that, about the entrepreneurial lifestyle. Uh, but it has changed us drastically on what we are putting in, feeding ourselves mentally, physically, emotionally, what we're watching. You know, it's interesting. I find, you know, TV is just not that important anymore. Right. Or you find some of the things that were, you know, you were diehard about 
aren't really as important anymore. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm talking about? I do. Yeah, like sports. That's exactly where I was going. I, I'd be the guy. Tell like, them how passionate oh, you man. were about your sports. So I, I'm, I'm a huge Chicago sports fan. So I had family that lived uh, a little south of Chicago in Geneva. So growing up, they always kind of talked about Chicago sports. So I just naturally gravitated to it. And, and now I'm complete sports fan of, you know, Hawks, Bulls, Bears, Cubs, all that. And, and I was die hard, like yeah, couldn't miss a game on TV, yelling at the television screen, <laughs> like throwing stuff. And the kids would be like, yeah, we need to go into the other room because <laughs> the game is on. I remember when the, when our oldest was an infant and oh yeah, yeah. yeah. that was the year they went to the Super Bowl and you know, I'm screaming and yelling, got real excited waking them up from her nap and she's all crying and bawling and everything. <laughs> Good times, man. Great times. Good times. But, you know, obviously I still enjoy watching it, but I also see that it's just not as valuable, you know, as it once was. Meaning that I'd much rather spend my time, you know, let's talk about what's the next big thing we can do. How can we improve our lives either uh, financially or in our marriage? Like we invest a lot of time lot. in our marriage, don't we, babe? We do. So we take it very seriously. For sure. For sure. Not, but have fun. Yeah. Oh, well, have to have fun. We have plenty of fun. Yeah. Don't we? We do. Oh, yeah. I see you over there. <laughs> anyway, moving on. But like, for instance, on the, the entrepreneur side, let's get, we'll go back around to that. Uh, we, as entrepreneurs, you know, it allows us flexibility in our schedules. And it comes with great responsibility. Yes. Um, the risk reward. What, for you, what is entrepreneurship been or meant for you and how do you feel like that coming from corporate America and, mm -hmm. and you were uh, a legal secretary for yeah. many many years mm -hmm. and then now you're an entrepreneur uh, how has that helped you you know blossom as an individual um, what are some of the pitfalls like you know everybody thinks it could be you know rose-colored glasses but you know hey we've lost it all and we built have. it back up again yeah so we know what that's like so T tell me a little bit more, you know, for you and your entrepreneurial journey, you know, what that means to you and, and, you know, give a little bit of advice on someone that may be thinking about that. Mm. I could go a thousand different directions on this, but entrepreneurship means to me that you are able to explore your own dreams, your own ambitions, what is important to you, your own values. A lot of times we take a job because we think it's that's what's going to make us the most money but mm. it maybe it doesn't align truly with your values or your personality and what you're really talented at so you preaching girl entrepreneurship gives that avenue to really blossom and discover and you're going to discover ways where you're not talented too but it gives you really clear direction on what where you're talented is where your talent is yeah. and where you might want to go for sure in that direction for sure and it allows you the opportunity to kind of uh explore i love how you said explore but yeah. trial and error yeah you can start perfect example like my start you know as a voice actor right yeah like compared to we had no idea where that was of going. course of course so you start in one direction and then it just naturally, you know, blossoms into something totally different. And what we're doing today, I would have never dreamed. However, if you didn't take the chance 
of right. going out there and doing it. Um, do you think entrepreneurship is for everybody? Mm, I think it could be if you're able to have a growth mindset. Okay. Some people like the safety too much of a nine to five, in my opinion. Mm. They, they like that consistent paycheck. They don't like to take risks that perhaps you could lose it all or lose a little bit. Uh, they might feel like they are not confident enough to put themselves out there as their truly authentic self sure. in pursuing something. And their relationship group, their peer group, their friend group, their business group, they might not want to take the risk of them thinking poorly of them if they were to do something different. So would you say entrepreneurship could be started even with a nine to five? Yes, that's how I started. I had my nine to five and then I started to dabble in entrepreneurship. So you still kept a safety net. I kept a safety net. Right. It was I more, take calculated. Risk. I was getting ready to say it was a calculate. <laughs> the words right out of my mouth. Right, right, right. You love calculated. I do. Risk. Now me on the other hand. You're all in. I'm all in. No matter what. Yeah. I will build the house one day and burn it down the next, but I'll build it back up. The <laughs> You'll next build day. it back up. Right, right, right. So um, what's it been like married to a fellow entrepreneur? Oh, wow. So an entrepreneur married to an entrepreneur can be beautiful. And it is. You have to be aware that there's going to be some competition, some healthy competition. Sure. You're going to need a lot of communication because I'm a firstborn. You're a first, firstborn. Yeah. I have dreams. You have dreams. I've got a gumption. You've got a gumption. So putting those two together and marrying those, it takes a lot of intention to honor each other's right. Right. ambition, right. each other's goals. It takes a lot of communication. Therapy is good. So there was a period of time where we didn't have good communication <laughs> and we didn't, we weren't on the same page, uh, um, which created environments where we needed a little help. We did. Yeah. So we, we were competing against yes. each other. Who could outdo who? Right. Right. And, and there were times where there were heated discussions. <laughs> yes. There were times where we were like leaving the house for a little bit just to cool off. Yeah. And, and, but that's real life. That's real life. And it even created an environment where we did need some help, like I said. And so... And there's no shame in that. that that's why I was going to go. None, None whatsoever. You know, I wear it as almost like a badge of honor. Absolutely. Today because we have learned so much about ourselves individually that we really didn't know, honestly. And we learned a lot about each other where we had those aha moments. Um, you know, this is a slight plug for therapy, I suppose, but... In the grand scheme of things, right? You don't have to be in crisis mode to you be, hit the nail on the head, right? To be in therapy, like we we've Some been together. Some of the healthiest therapy is yeah. outside of crisis. Yeah, yeah, and we've gotten so much good meat and potatoes from all of that. Yeah, um, I've even found, and I'll just go ahead and say it: like I felt like we've been able to almost fall in love with each other, kind of even deeper and more because we're understanding, and that's all it boils down to: is relationship, is understanding, communication. Right? Am I right? Yeah. And so I love the fact that we still, even to this day, do it. Yeah. We still have our coach or therapy mm -hmm. that we're in a great place, but I always say, what can we do to get it even better? 
Yes, we're on the offense instead of the defense. Yeah, 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 yeah. And that's a really strong place to be because when you're on the offense, you can make plays Mm. and get an outcome and get your touchdowns and get what you want. And it's uh, when you're on the same team, it's a beautiful thing. You also feel like that when, like, let's say many crises happen, or even something that could be a crisis, it's much easier to manage or me- easier to, to handle. Yeah. Because I feel like we've built up enough, we've heard before, like, change in your pocket. You mm-hmm. know, we've built up enough communication or relationship building that if something does come out of the way, it's not the end-all, be-all. Right. Right? Because we've put so, we've invested mm-hmm. so much. When you invest anything, into anything. Right in a very big, great way, you're not going to leave it at a drop of a hat or one little hiccup. You're gonna say, okay, what can we do to fix it? For sure. And what we've built is so solid. Heck yeah, it is. And it's beautiful. What would I tell you? It's I said, better I mean, now than ever. Man, I said 50 or more, right? Yeah. And then once we hit 50, I want another 50, so. <laughs> Let's do it. I love it, I love it. All right, well, let's change the subject a little bit. Sure. This is something else that uh, I'm excited to talk about. Uh, let's talk about music. Mm. So I would like for you to give your version first of how we met. Oh, <laughs> my version. Yeah, yeah. Not that it, not that it's not going to be. You this know, this is a long story. Well, we can, we can, we got time. This All is right. this is our show, babe. Yeah, we can do our thing. Yeah. Let's talk a little bit about how we met. Um, how important music is to both of us. Like, there's so many different layers there, right? Like, yeah. let's unpack it a little bit. All right, little backstory. I grew up as a preacher's kid. So what I listened to was different than what everybody else was listening to. <laughs> it was all worship, all oh, yeah. gospel, all the things. So I love, I still, that is my passion. That is yeah. me to the core. Get me some good worship music. So I, at, even at that age in my 20, early 20s, I really had a dream to record to sing and produce something so I had a little two song demo that I had just done and I was still working at the law firm at the time and the attorney that I was working for they were all excited all the attorneys and everybody that knew were really excited that I did this two song demo and one of the attorneys came in with a phone number written on her hand from the radio station and told me she says Lisa you've got to call this number they're doing like a talent show and it was really american idol before american idol yeah, like yeah, way, yeah. way way before. back in the day way way before and so i call that number and you had to register and pay the certain fee to be involved and and what'd you do when you paid the fee go ahead tell, i wasn't be gonna say it go be honest i bounced a check to go that's right <laughs> Didn't even have enough money in your checking account to do it. So you wrote a bad check just to make sure you get there, get the ticket. But I knew my paycheck was coming. Like, But anyway, so I did that, got in, and uh, had. I was going to sing. We all were going to perform. So I had picked out my song that I was going to perform. And when I get there, it was just the next day. So I get there the next day straight from work, go in, and I'm early, so I'm seeing everybody set up, which I saw you and your band right. setting up. Right, right, right. So I'll, I'll elaborate a little bit on that. So the, the funny part is here we have preacher's kid background, <laughs> worship gospel music. Yeah. 
And here I am, Mr. Rock and Roll in a heavy metal band. Yeah. Which is... Now, wait a minute. We got to tell, tell the people what you were wearing. Well, I was going to get to that. Oh, we're, okay. We'll put a I'll bookmark in that. We'll be patient <laughs> on that. So we were invited to this uh, music conference. Uh-huh. And didn't really know it at the time when we were invited. We found out after the fact that it was majority... Um, Christian gospel music artists. I think y'all were the only ones that weren't. Only secular? Mm. Well, they had reached out to us uh, because we had become pretty popular in the Richmond area, and they mm-hmm. wanted to get some existing acts to come in and perform. Yeah, and, we're getting radio time. Right, exactly. We had we had a CD and a little bit of local radio time. So they, I guess they were reaching, reaching out to get us to come and perform. So we were there setting up and on stage, and I'm putting together my drum set and et cetera, et cetera. And yes, I was wearing... <laughs> uh, black was a black leather yes. did, was it like snakeskin I think it was black leather snakeskin no, pants something like black leather pants okay well you remembered I remember yeah and then this this tank top like white uh, beater yeah you know and and this black silk long sleeve shirt over top of it open I was I was in my element Woo! That's, well <laughs> touche <laughs> touche yeah I I saw him and um he was the one of the band members that had the clean cut. Right. I had a little look. bit shorter hair, had the goatee, you know, kind of uh, uh, didn't have long hair. Everybody right. else in the band had long hair. Right. But, you know, I wasn't a long hair kind of mm-hmm. guy. But And he just really stuck out to me and go. super handsome. I appreciate that. Yeah. yeah I receive all that. You his, can continue. his hair was jet black. All of it. Yeah. There, there was no gray back then. Right. Right. But uh, yeah. So so we met. Yeah. It was uh, met in the audience. There was a, oh, I got to tell the story of your, our opening line. Mm. So they were different acts going up on stage and we could um, judge them kind of yeah. on their talent ability. If we felt like they could make it in the uh, record industry, that mm-hmm. kind of thing. So it really truly was kind of this, you know, American Idol. Yeah. They you know, had America's all the reps talent. there. They had BMG music yeah. rep, Grammy reps, radio yeah. station reps. So it was a big deal for the it time. Was. For the time. And so we were all sitting around, and I just saw, I saw her, and I was like, man, she is, wow, everything. Uh-huh. She was everything. So I decided to come and sit beside her, and my opening line was, I think I'm going to cheat off of your paper, yeah. you know, on this judging thing. Uh-huh. And one of the acts came up, and I think his name, the act was, was it Obadiah? Obadiah. And I was like, how do you spell that? And I reached out, how do you spell that? She's, and she says, well, I can tell you don't read your Bible. Man, put me to school. <laughs> like, just totally like, well, I was like, who is this Unashamed. Dick? Unashamed, right? The best part about it was you were just giving me a hard time, like, the whole time. And I loved every bit of it. I was like, man, here's this beautiful lady. You know, I'm 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 interested to know more about her, and she is just like ripping me a new one, and I'm like, this is amazing. In 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 the best way. Oh, of course, of like, course. Not yeah, in yeah, a yeah. mean way. No, no, no. And just in a having fun. You you definitely were. I don't know. If, I guess that was your version of flirting because it sure did work. <laughs> the funny thing, I felt like that was a little out of character because you know. I think you thought like, oh, I have nothing to lose. I'm gonna just. <laughs> I'm just going to like go all in and not even worry about it, yeah. right? Because you're like, what's going to come of this, right? Yeah. Well, look, look, look at this now. Of it, right? <laughs> yeah. So we really enjoyed that night. I got to listen to his band, right? And uh, then I performed, and it. We all went home that night, but before we did, we had talked for a long time. Yeah, it was several hours afterwards. Just catching up, getting to know each other, learning more about each other's life and story. Um, but it was it was a great night. I really you know. Yeah. It was life changing night, babe. Yeah. 
And then we came back the next morning for the second part of the conference, conference mm-hmm. and finished that up. Uh, got to speak with all the reps there, and then he took me out to eat. Yeah, took you out to lunch. Mm-hmm. To a TGI Fridays, <laughs> of all places, right? Yes, that was our first. You know, when you're a kid, like you don't know, you know. Uh, Where's the best place to go and to be impressive and all that kind of stuff? We just well, didn't. we really weren't considering it a date. It was like fly by the seat of the pants. I was. Yeah. Oh, I had I had motives. <laughs> I wanted to take you out. Come on now. It was fun. Yeah, it was. It was. And the rest is history. Yeah, the rest is history. Like we're now. It was uh, that was in two thousand one, mm. right? And we got married that same year. Later in the year. Yeah, that was fast. It was fast. Yeah, but we knew. Yeah, we, we met right at the end of April, mm-hmm. got engaged that September. And we were married. And then married in December. that December, all yeah. the same year. And now it we're a wild ride. Pushing on number 21. Yeah, baby. I'm loving every minute of it, too. It's been a good journey. Been yeah. a good journey. For sure. For sure. All right, so let's talk about, this is something that I've been really, really interested for my audience to know about. What's it like being married to a public figure? Mm. <laughs> you know, it's got its advantages and disadvantages for sure. Uh, we've, from the very beginning, had all these dreams. We talked about this. We didn't anticipate some of the things that would come with being sure. a public figure. And so I, I love it. I'm very proud of you because I know that this is your zone of genius I know that you're passionate about this. And me as a wife, I love seeing you being able to be fulfilled in what you do. And so nothing makes me more proud than to cheer you on in that process. So, All right, so let's get real for a little bit. Yeah. Let's talk a little bit about the good and the bad. All right. So uh, we'll start with the good. You know, what are some of the... (laughs) Yeah, let's start there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As well as I'd love to know, you know, what do you think about, um, you know, the Silver Fox Squad, all of that. Oh, my goodness, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So talk a little bit about some of the good, uh, because some of the audience member, not everybody is either with or married to or involved with someone that's in the public eye. And there's things that happen and discussions that you know, you normally wouldn't think about that all of a sudden you're like, wow, we have to kind of think about this now. Mm-hmm. Or there are different things that will come up that uh, we have to plan for, yeah. right? There is some substance to that. Yeah. All right, guys, today's show was sponsored by my very own company, uh, Fox Edge Grooming Products. So we have a whole line of men's grooming products that I personally use and personally helped kind of formulate and come up with the idea and concept. We use all natural ingredients, and believe you me, the whole line smells fantastic. I love it. Uh, Anybody that ever smelled it says, wow, this stuff smells great. So if you want to get your own Fox Edge hair care or beard line products, you can go to my website, which is www.stephenadkins.us, and of course, the link will be in the description below. So looking forward to seeing you guys with the Fox Edge. What do you think? So... starting with the good yeah yeah of course uh the things that i i didn't anticipate the the growth being so fast and so we had to act pretty quickly it wasn't a gradual thing for most people it's a gradual process but yours happened pretty quickly and we had to be on our feet pretty quickly uh some of some of the drawbacks were 
I mean, social media is great, but there comes with it all kinds of comments, all kinds of messages, all kinds. So we have to be in communication. All right, what what are our boundaries? What are our values? What is acceptable? What is not? Yeah. And really get clear on those lines. And those are tough converse, conversations to have, especially in this gray area of the social media world. And could be heated. Yeah. We've been yeah. there, done that. Yeah. It's It or can you be... You feel a certain way. Yeah. I feel a certain way. And, but we work it out because we, we do have the same values and we, we want this to succeed and it to be done in a beautiful, authentic um, way. Yeah. I think social media is, um, is necessary mm-hmm. for building a brand, for sure. Uh, myself being the brand. Um, the growth was fast, for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and it can be overwhelming at times. Um, I'll be very frank and honest. I find myself sometimes in situations where I wish I hadn't gotten into. And I think that uh, fortunately being able to learn from those experiences and to make better decisions going forward, um, learning boundaries, learning what, you know, what we can agree on as a family unit um, has been paramount for us. Uh, Very eye-opening, humbling, but also exciting and you know, able to put myself on a platform to, you know, reach a lot of people, Yeah, a lot of people. And it's almost like you're feeding the beast, but you can't let the beast take you over. Right. Right. There was a quote that I saw one time and it says, you know, the same hot water that softens a potato hardens an egg. Yes. So it's really, you know, what you have inside of you and what you're made up of, not your circumstances that really matter. So it's like either it can soften you or harden you, but you just got to make sure you you on this side of it, make sure you make the right decisions and draw those lines. Yeah. Because if not, it can it can overtake you. Yeah. When it's happening so fast, people have all kinds of ideas on which directions you should go to be successful. Right. Right. Yeah. And there are lots of avenues and lots of ways that you can become successful. And that's why it's so important to go inward and really define your values, really define what is important to you, where your boundaries are. For sure. Not just for, and this goes into burnout. You know, if you don't set boundaries, you, you're going to burn out. You're going to burn out. Yeah. And you want your, you don't want to sacrifice relationships or your health or your mental health for the sake of success or for the sake of reaching a particular goal. Not selling you out. Be, right. You want to be holistically intact. Yeah. And, and I think, you know, if, even for me, like one of the boundaries, I'm not taking my clothes off. Right. That's not going to happen. Yeah. I'm going to be the guy that is always like looking his best, you know. Can you hear the groans? The, I'm the like, groans. hey, it is what it is. <laughs> Let me tell you what, you can make a lot of money and get a lot of fans by doing all that. But that's right. not my way. Right. That's not the way I want to be known for. And never have done that, nor will I, yeah. you know, that's something I established from the get go. Um, but, uh, you know, it's a great point that you have to be careful as to don't, you know, get to a burnout. Yeah. Don't sell all boundaries, let anything go just to achieve success. And then you get to that success. And then all of a sudden you look back and you're like, who am I? <laughs> Mm. You know, oh, I'm going to I'm going to do this to get to a point. And then when I get to that point, I'm going to change and be something different. But interesting enough, and we've had this discussion that sometimes you do so many things, the audience comes to expect it. Right. Right. And they want more and more and more and more and pushing the envelope and pushing the envelope. 
And then you're at a point, how can I ever get out of it? Right. So, yeah, that's a great point, babe. Mm -hmm. Great, great point. It's almost like that saying that goes, when you start climbing the mountain, when you get to the top, you don't want to be on the wrong mountain. <laughs> oh, man. Right. Goodness gracious. And you look over in the mountain that you should have been on is over there. Exactly. So all of that was in vain, right? Right. All for nothing. Right. No good. No. You want to be on the right mountain. No. The mountain that's important that has a meaning for you. I think that's what most people fail to determine is what is meaningful yeah. in their lives. I think they have to have some self-discovery. Yes. Take some time. Uh, again, what you're listening to, who you're listening to, what you're reading, all that kind of stuff. And know. that can shift and change a little bit as 100%. you're on your growth journey. 100%. But if you never take the chance to figure it out, man, I, I would just, I would die. Mm. I would I would just die inside, yeah. just for me personally. And I know for you too, because you're an entrepreneur at heart, mm -hmm. for sure, for sure. So let's talk a little bit now about that burnout side. Yeah. Because you've experienced it. Yes. And you've gone, you know, you were at a point where you were gung-ho, all in, you know, doing the best that you, that you knew, even taking advice from other trainers, other people, trying to follow their way, uh, getting to a burnout. And now you're at a point where you're on this side of it. You're reprioritizing how you want to do things. Yes. And you're looking at it like, uh, okay, now that I've gone through burnout, how can I help others? So talk a little bit about your personal journey with burnout um, what you're focusing on now to eliminate that from happening. And then also, you know, what are some of the things that you're doing to help others to, you know, get out of it? Mm. The picture that stands out to me the most is one that my daughter took of me. And it, that's the picture that made me realize because you can operate in burnout without knowing it. And I was for a long time. And my daughter took a picture of me. I was in the bed with my computer on my lap, phone in my ha hand, and I had conked out, sleeping. <laughs> <laughs> I hadn't seen this picture. Yeah, and there's a reason why I haven't posted it. And really? I, but, you know, I think that serves, eventually I will, because that's a, an important... Yes. That's where I realized that something, my priorities were off. It's your testimony. Yes. Part of your testimony. And even though I was gung-ho, and a lot of people wear that as a badge of honor, just burnt, like really grind it until you can, can't grind anymore. And there's a point where you do have to stretch beyond your limits to find out if you can grow your capacity, but you can't live there. And I was living there. Yeah. And that's when I started to, to really ask myself some really hard questions. And because we are so information and dated and we're just consuming, consuming, consuming. It's really easy, like what you were saying, to not go inside and discover what's important yeah. to you and you're just taking the advice of everybody else and then trying to implement it. And you lose yourself in yeah. that, in all the doing and all the goal getting and all the accomplishments, but what for? Why is it meaningful to you? Yeah. So. Uh, not only was it physically exhausting, but it was also mentally draining. And there were pieces of my life where I was starting to become cynical about. Mm. Yeah, yeah. That, that is a big sign of burnout. So becoming a little cynical. I'm going to, I'm going to interject here. So can burnout also bleed into other areas of your life? Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. Right. So in the recovery process is really getting clear on your boundaries. And you might have boundaries, but 
if you don't communicate them. They're not boundaries. They're not boundaries. Nope. And I had my own boundaries, but I let people cross them. I cross my own boundaries all the time for the sake of a higher purpose or I'm helping somebody else out. Oh, this doesn't matter. I can put that aside and, and do this for that person. And then that goes into people pleasing a little bit. I was getting ready to say, do you feel like you were people pleasing a little bit? Yeah, there are times. Yeah. And uh, so clearly setting my boundaries, clearly stating my boundaries and then honoring my boundaries. For sure. For sure. That really helps with burnout and, and feeding yourself the right things mentally, mm-hmm. spiritually, emotionally yeah. helps. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I know now that you're on this side of it and you are helping others. Mm. Um, do you feel like that you're able to get people to um, don't do what I do? Maybe like if you're in that verge of going through burnout, maybe try a different way and you're preventing them from having to experience some of the heartaches. Yeah. You know, a lot of people will start with their physical body because they're so mentally, emotionally burnt out. They don't have the the capacity to create something new. And so I just plug them into my system. Do you think they self-sabotage through nutrition when they're burnt out? They can. Yeah. Yeah. Just, I'm or going to soothe myself by either self-soothing, or <laughs> eating then, a pint or of ice cream. This comes with the the cynicism, yeah. right? not caring. So what? It doesn't matter anymore. You know, I deserve this. All those toxic thoughts <laughs> will come with that. So, usually, when I'm helping somebody, I will start with their physical body because once you feel good inside and your body gets what it needs, mm-hmm. again, that's that mind-body connection. Then you have the energy, you have the mental clarity to be able to take those next steps emotionally and mentally. I love it. I love it. Yeah. And I've seen a big change in you personally. Um, Happy wife, happy life. You know, there is some truth to that. Mm. Not that you weren't unhappy. You were very happy. But now you're at a different level of feeling better, looking better, all of that. So, yeah, that's great. Gives you a groundedness. Yeah. 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 And you're helping others, too, which is a great purpose. All right, what's it like? Be- I'm going to change the subject again on you. What's it like being a director of music? Oh, it's so fun. It is a lot of fun, a lot of work. I was going to say, there's nothing to it, right? You just show up and, and there's no preparation. That's there's- what people think. Yeah, right? <laughs> right, right, right. How- yeah. They don't know what goes on, right? In fact, when I was at music practice last night, there was somebody there that usually isn't there, and they said, Lisa, I can't believe how many people it requires to be here for the practice. I'm like, yeah, it's a lot of moving parts, a lot. So you've got all the sound people, all the musicians, all the vocalists. And I am privileged, I'm gonna get emotional, but I am so privileged to work with some of the most amazing vocalists, band members, and um, tech people that are incredibly talented, have a heart of gold, and we have a lot of fun together. Yeah, we do. Yeah, we do. So especially as a church as a whole, um, you put in a lot of work. I do. And and a I lot just of thought into it. Yeah, I want to give you props for sure. You know, you. I think a lot of times that goes you know unthanked um, because there is so much work involved behind the scenes, hours and hours and hours of planning and strategizing and coming up with song sets and dealing with the logistics of people that can and can't and Mm -hmm. scheduling and then practicing and early mornings you're there you know like 
from on Sundays, you're there from eight o'clock in the morning till two in the afternoon. And we have two services. Yeah, it's a full time. It's a full time gig. Right. And it's a lot involved. Um, I know you wouldn't trade it for the world for sure. No, you were called to do it. I was. I knew as I I was one of those that was uh, as a little kid standing on the couch with a hairbrush. Just singing my heart out. <laughs> <laughs> I knew that that was going to be a part of my life some way. Singing in the shower, <clears throat> singing in the bedroom, singing in the car, yeah. like all the time, all the time. And and it's even, you know, bled into into our children now that they are yes. very much, you know, into music. So I have a, a very, if, you, if you've never heard me sing, I've got a very soulful, yes. big voice. Absolutely. And I, I love just going there. Just going there. And a lot of people ask me, I do a lot of ad-libbing. Uh, people will ask me, how did you learn to do that? Mm. And uh, I tell them, this is the craziest thing, but this is how I learned to ad-lib. I would try to make my voice do what a saxophone would do listening to smooth jazz. There you go. And we love some smooth because jazz. Because the, the saxophone goes all... Yes. And I would train my voice to do what the saxophone was doing. And so you hear all, once you do that, you can hear all the runs right. in a song and various different types of runs. It's so much fun. You do that even today. I do. Especially when you lead worship. I, I notice a lot. Um, it's, I, you don't want to do too many no, 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 distraction, no. but. No, it, yeah, right. It can be too much. But, but I still notice at times, I'm like, yeah, that's my girl. She's doing her thing. She's doing her thing. I love seeing you in your element for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, and you do lead worship in an amazing way. You. Um, you definitely impact the crowd, impact you know the community in that aspect. And I love it because I'm gonna say it like this: you're like a church celebrity. Oh come on! <laughs> Every time, man. But before service or after service, trying to get out the door, <laughs> they're all like clamoring to you and want to ask you questions and talk to you and all. And I, I mean, it's wonderful. I, don't get me wrong; I love it. But it is kind of funny to see, you know, how because you do impact people. Well, and that's the thing that both you and I have in common is when you serve people in a big way yeah, and you give back and you inspire and you say something that's uplifting, you encourage people, mm-hmm. there comes a big responsibility with that and you can't shrug it off. No, not at all. Not at all. Because you realize that you do have, you know, power and influence over people. You don't take it lightly. You know, we look at it as I look at it as we're a power couple. It is what it is. And, you know, we can we can influence a lot of people uh, and we want to do it for the right reasons. And it's been, it's been a fun journey for yeah. sure. For and, and you know what I'm going to say? I, I got to give all the honor to God. Oh, of course. Because he without him blessed us so much. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. He's kept us. He's he has uh, opened up all these opportunities, yeah. all things, all things that are good come from above. We yeah. know that. And we know and, it can be taken away at any time. Oh, of course. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. And it has, at times it's been, <laughs> <laughs> he's like, ah, uh, not today, not today, not today, Hang maybe on, tomorrow. Right? <laughs> yeah. 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 Man, Lord, grant us some patience, right? Mm. Well, no, not, well, maybe that kind not, of that. not that kind of patience. I don't want to lose anymore. Like if you don't know, there's a Bible verse that says tribulation works patience. Yeah. Right. Right. So, with patience. And that's how we develop patience. A lot of people don't understand. That's how you develop patience is by going through the failures, by going through yes. the hardships, by yes. going through the trials. They, if you keep avoiding them, oh, this you're is, not going they're to circle grow. the wagon. The yeah. wagons will come back around. Again. It will come back around. But in order to grow through that and get to that next level, you've got to face it and embrace it and walk through it. Yeah, for sure. For sure. That's good stuff, babe. Yeah. Real good. 
Plus, I, I'm really like excited that you're with me today. I am too. Yeah. This is fun. I know. That's why I said. I was like, look, babe, we don't have to be nervous. Like, we're just having a conversation and, you know, telling our audience about a little bit more about us and what we like to do and what we don't like to do and, you know, experiences that we've had, ups and downs. Yeah. Well, I have a question that I want to ask you. Oh, boy. I so wasn't prepared for that. I know you weren't. Oh, so the question is, what is a misconception about you that... You want the audience to know about. Ooh, put me on the spot. Yeah, a misconception. A misconception. Wow. Oh, that I that I'm single. <laughs> Sorry, ladies. That's all right. Yeah, and I and it's interesting because um, the majority of my audience is female, and I understand it's you know a lot of it has to do with the modeling aspect, being on the Silver Fox Squad, you know, being in the public eye. Uh, we are older gentlemen that are, you know, crushing it. Let's just be honest. We are crushing it. And so that is, a, you know, an attractive demographic. Um, but, yeah, that's a lot of, I'll probably say the biggest misconception is, you know, a lot of us are single. But a lot of us are taken and married. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. But I am honored that I'm mm -hmm. taken and married. But, but you fine looking lady over there. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, babe. <laughs> No, I'm serious. I'm I'm serious. I, I really am uh I really am excited that you're with me today. Um I knew that you'd have so many good nuggets that you could share on the show, for sure. For sure. Is there anything else you'd like the audience to kind of know about you? Mm. Oh, I know, I'd have a good one. What? Your thoughts on fashion. Oh yeah. Because obviously so much of what we do, even what I do is revolving around fashion. How do you feel fashion is an influence to you? And do you feel like that your personal style, do you get inspiration for your personal style? So I'm giving you multi things here that I want you to elaborate on. Because from a woman's perspective, I can't wait to hear what you have to say on this, and our audience as well. Uh, do you feel like that your style has blossomed over the years? <laughs> for sure. Um, do you think that... Do you think there's a particular uh, genre that you like? You know, these are just some pointers that just throw it out there and see what you think. So, mm. wow. Yeah, loaded questions. It is a loaded question. So, I'll give you a little background about me. Growing up, uh, I grew up with a wonderful family, and we were very conservative in our dress. And so, um, I always loved the girly aspects of dress and so I love that and I love the femininity I, I love the hair the makeup like all that so that has definitely transitioned over the years and being a creative and being in music uh, very creative soul I liked it all. Right. You know, I liked the boho. I liked the high fashion. I liked the tank tops and flip flops. I, I liked it all. Right. Because this is just the creative side. Yeah. You know, flowing through all the genres. Uh, now, I've kind of settled into a pretty classic. Boss, like a, babe. Yeah, I'll take that. There you go. I'll take that pretty classic classy uh look so i love any hardware metal like you love neutrals too don't neutrals, you yeah 
Uh, I'm not afraid of a pop of color, yeah. though. I think that really will set something off, like a, a pop of color with a bag or shoes. Um, yeah, or even in makeup, give that pop of color to yeah. give the unexpected. That's the creative side of me. So do you feel like you're not really as much uh, trendy nowadays? You feel like you have your own individual. Uh, do you find so? So here's another. Do yeah. you find it's easy to shop for your style now? Like, you know what to look for and Pretty you kind of gravitate towards that. Pretty Was much. that a learned behavior or did you have to kind of go trial and error a little bit? Trial and error. There yeah. <laughs> definitely pictures I don't want you all to see ever. <laughs> Ever. Some of those outfits mm. from back in the day? No. They pop up on my Facebook memories from time to time, and I'm like, oh, what was I think? We all have those moments. Of course, of course. Well, I also look at it like it's a good help for other people. Like, where do I start? <laughs> you know, if I want to start with my own wardrobe, I get that question a lot. Yeah. You know, like, how do I start my wardrobe? Where are your basics? Um, you know, what are some of the things that to shy away from from the start? So the reason I ask that is just to kind of get on a woman's perspective and your, you know, your wardrobe, mm -hmm. you know, where are your basics at and some of the things that you like, I have to have Yeah. this, this and this. Well, something that really helped refine my look and made it feel more me mm -hmm. was doing a capsule wardrobe. Oh, yeah. And Love capsule wardrobes. Getting those staple pieces in like you know, white pair of jeans, getting a black blazer, getting, you know, blue pair of jeans, getting a black dress, those staple pieces that you can mix and match. And then once you have that foundation in place, then you can play with it and have fun and add your personality or depending on how you feel. If I'm feeling more boho, I can add something that looks sure. more like that. Or if I'm feeling more preppy, I could go that route. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And Depending it, on where I'm going to and what environment I'm going to be in. I've noticed that your wardrobe has changed over the years, mm. for sure. Yeah. Uh, do you think that, uh, and this is probably my last question, do you think that because of the things that I've been involved with, Fashion Week, Civil Fox Squad, modeling, all those kind of things, have you been able to gather any personal inspiration from any of that? Yeah, definitely from you. Definitely. In what way? Well, you know, I've always known this about you, having our own painting contracting business. Mm -hmm. You deal a lot with paint colors, sure. right? Yeah. And from the beginning, you had a very clear idea of what you wanted the house to look like. That you had a lot of it. People would come over, oh, your house is beautiful. It's Steven. <laughs> <laughs> he, he loves the textures, right. the colors, patterns, yeah. patterns, mm -hmm. how to put that together. And you've got a great eye for that. So over the years of being married to you, I've been able to take pieces of that and apply it to my life. That's and, awesome. And, you know, I ask you, what do you think about this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. And uh, we both do that. We do. You know, um, I love that, you know, I have my own personal style. You know, I have no problem going and wardrobing myself all to pieces. Like I'll have, you know, building extra closets to hold all of my clothes. Yes, I know I have more clothes. Than me. Than, <laughs> and shoes <laughs> and all that kind of stuff. I get it. You know, it is what it is. But I love it. I It's one of those things that it's a part of who I am. I enjoy it. Hence, even, you know, the podcast being a suit up podcast. Yeah. It's all about elevating your personal brand, your style, your wardrobe, your inside and out, you know, inside is a reflection, you know, you well, get it, it on can the can change the way you feel. Yeah, too, yeah, for sure. Depending on what you put on. For sure, for sure. But I also was going to say that I love getting your opinion on it as well. At, at times I'm like, hey babe, what do you think about this, about this? Um, 
And the longer we've been together and the more we're doing, you'll easily tell me now, mm-hmm. you know, like, oh, I love this, this or this or maybe not that and that. So it's or been definitely not that. Or de- <laughs> <laughs> there haven't been any definitely nots. <laughs> That's Come very rare. Now. Those definitely nots are long ago. <laughs> I want to be able to close my eyes and reach into the closet and just grab it. Yeah. And I know it's going to work. Yeah. I know it's going to work. I'm teasing. So, I know you are. I know you are. I love you, though. Love you, too. <laughs> well, babe, I think we are pretty much uh, this has been a good show. I really like how far we've gone and we've talked a little bit about, you know, everything, right? We have. Is there any anything else that you would like to share, you know, before we go? Parting words, a little bit of last minute encouragement, whatever, you know, I, I want to leave the mic to you. Uh, lastly, I would just say to our audience is keep growing, keep exploring. Even when you fail, I want you to feel no shame in that. Come on, girl. I want you to build from that as a foundation and know that you are capable and it will all work out. And you're going to find pathways and roads that you would have never discovered had you not tried. So go with it and be brave, be bold, be courageous because it's it's going to be it's going to be fun and even if you experience some pain with it it's only temporary it's only temporary only temporary right yeah. this too shall pass yeah and if you want to f- follow me on my socials yeah uh, let's talk about that i want to say you can find me at lisa.y.adkins and that's on which social media on instagram okay and what else yeah, you got TikTok too. I do have TikTok. Come I on, keep girl. forgetting yeah. about the TikTok. How can TikTok? you forget with all those followers you have, girl? Yeah. Go ahead. What's your TikTok? It's the same, Lisa Y. Adkins. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And you even on Facebook too. You got some encouragement on Facebook, so I do. pretty easy to find you on Facebook. Yeah, 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 yeah for sure. Well, I, I love it, babe. I, I guess what, you are welcome back anytime. I'd love to be back. Oh yeah, we might do this. We might actually uh, every once in a while have you come on and, and, you know, maybe we'll dig in a little deeper on a particular subject, maybe dealing about marriage mm-hmm. or dealing about entrepreneurship. Well, and let's let's I want to hear from our viewers. Yeah, I was getting ready to say. What do you want to know? Yeah. What else would we'll you get like into it? We're not afraid. <laughs> nope. No, we're an open book, aren't we, babe? Yeah. We're definitely an open book for sure. For sure. Well, it's been great having you, darling. Thanks, boo. So obviously, you know, thanks, guys. Appreciate you joining us today. Uh, for sure, make sure you hit the subscribe button uh, for the podcast. We also would love for you to reach out via uh, comments or let us know some suggestions of things that maybe we talked about a little bit today that you'd like a little more information on. We can certainly elaborate. Uh, we are definitely excited. We got some good shows coming up, some great guests that'll be with us uh, each and every episode. Uh, really appreciate you guys, and we'll be seeing you soon. Appreciate you watching all the way till the end today. And thanks again for being a part of the Suit Up podcast. So we have a new way of support here at Suit Up with Patreon. Uh, You can subscribe in different tiers to support the show. The great news is that there's each has a different tier. And within that tier, there are different levels of access that you will have to myself. But all will support the show in a major way. So one of the tiers may be access to questions or interaction. Another tier may be an opportunity where you could submit photos or get some wardrobe advice. And even another tier, we may even be able to set up a personal Zoom call where you and I interact for 15, 20, 30 minutes. So these would be great ways that allows access to get some of those questions and some of the things that you'd like done answered. 
Now, naturally, if you can't support monetarily, we totally understand, but you can always subscribe for free and like and share our video with the, your friends and audience that you feel would enjoy watching Suit Up. So thanks again for joining.